You're listening to the Sci Fidelity Podcast, episode 175, Suicide Squads. The Sci Fidelity Podcast is intended for a mature audience due to its adult themes and language. In this episode, we discuss how James Gunn made a better Suicide Squad movie. Brian, have you ever watched um, the uh, DC animated TV shows? I don't think I've watched any of the shows. I've watched reviews of some of them on uh, Sci-Fi Debris. Uh, Who reviews all sorts of stuff, and I enjoy his reviews enough that no matter what he's reviewing, I'll generally watch the review. So I I know the gist and plots and 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 of 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 a few of the little arcs they've done. But if you ever uh, get a chance, because you have HBO Max, right? No. <laughs> oh, I thought you did. Never mind. No, okay. No. I only mentioned it because I've been rewatching Justice League and I have been enjoying the shit out of it. Like, and I've seen it before, but I forgot how much I enjoyed that show. And when I thought, I don't think Brian has actually seen these, so I figured I would mention that. But if you don't have HBO, I guess it doesn't matter. But still, if you ever find Yar, yourself har, in a position har, where you have HBO. I have, well, I, through Sci Fi Debris, I've come to the point where I have a great deal of respect for that whole universe of cartoons just because of how much effort that damn effort they seem to be putting into those storylines for a kid's cartoon <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's usually quality stuff man yeah and the dc uh, animation is usually quality stuff and consistently good not like i i love gargoyles but it frequently had bad animation episodes which was irritating <laughs> <laughs> Where I or have seen a few of their reused cells. I have seen a, a few of their one shots uh, movies: uh, All Star Superman, uh, the Wonder Woman movie, uh, like two different Green Lantern movies. Yeah, so. but those are ones that have their own continuity. I'm talking yeah, about like yeah. the DC TV shows that actually have a continuity. Yeah, no, that's why cool. I said no when you asked me because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew those had their were kind of their own thing. But uh, I just. I don't know. I and I was watching like I'm catching stuff I never caught before. Like I just watched an episode that had uh, the Royal Flush Gang. Never realized at the time that the Royal Flush Gang were were all voiced by the cast of the Teen Titan show. It was the same all five of the voices. Never <laughs> caught that before, and I was like, oh holy shit! <laughs> so you know, random cool shit you notice. Uh, other things you might notice is um, like. Uh, the Sci Fidelity Podcast, which you are welcome to join. Welcome to the Sci Fidelity Podcast. This is Michael. <laughs> this is Patrick. This is Brian. And this is Steve. Welcome aboard. Thank you for uh, joining us. I don't know. I just, I've had, since I started rewatching the Justice League show recently, I've been kind of obsessed with all those old DC um, animated shows. I mean, they're, they're, a lot better than I remember them. I think 
Justice League starts off rough. I do. Um, those first couple episodes are kind of cheesy. I still like them, but they're kind of cheesy. But I think by the time you get to the end of season one, I was like, all right, you got your shit together. Now you're on point. Season two <laughs> is fucking amazing. Justice Lords? Oh, my God, that episode is amazing. Anyway. <laughs> it takes these shows a while to get on their feet. That's true. I mean, even Batman the Animated Series, I didn't think the first oh, two or three episodes were really in stride with the rest of the show. Fair enough. I act- I actively don't like that first Joker episode. The one with the, the barge and the giant yeah. clown robot. I don't think that's a funny... I don't think it's a really good episode. Well, I mean... Like I said, like the Black Claw thing, like it's just not top tier stuff. But it's forgivable. It's overlookable because of the they definitely pulled up and made that a memorable quality show. It's true. It's true. Anyway, I was thinking about it just because um, I had uh, recently watched uh, Suicide Squad, the the new one with James Gunn, and uh, I'm. Twenty twenty one Suicide Squad. Yes, twenty twenty one, not the original. I don't hate the original, but no, this is a far better movie. I, I <laughs> honestly I, agree I, with that. It's kind of my current favorite DC movie. That that's where I'm at. Um, and and I like, you know, I'm I'm one of the few in this world that actually likes the Zack Snyder DC movies, flawed as they are, very flawed as they are. Uh, but I mean, admittedly, they're usually not at the height for me before that. It was the original Wonder Woman, which was great. I love Shazam. Thought that was a really good movie. So if I had to pick one that was top tier DC, it probably would have been one of those two, but Suicide Squad. Oh, and Birds of Prey. Love Birds of Prey. Thought that was a really good movie. Um, but Suicide Squad, in my opinion, was just, it jumped right to the top of the heap for me. I love James Gunn. In his sense of humor, so it was great to see that and villains that I have the ability to kill. <laughs> I, I think I still, I definitely Shazam is my favorite, like by a significant margin uh, of, over the others. But um, but yeah, I liked the Suicide Squad a lot. It was fun. Uh, I thought the third act was amazing. That that was like yes. worth the price of admission right there. <laughs> I, I absolutely think Suicide Squad has the best third act in any DC movie to date. I, I really think they nailed that ending. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of a trick shot, though. Like, would you ever want them to end another DC movie with that kind of a third act? If it's Suicide Squad, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like Suicide Squad is basically that kind of dark this could literally go anywhere, and the whole point of what we're here for is I don't expect to survive this. So, what did you guys think, Patrick, Steve? Well, I, I'm sort of in the same boat that you are. Shazam would have been my favorite until this movie. Really enjoyed it. I It has genuine laughable moments. The pacing is good. The characters are ridiculous, which is kind of <laughs> what DC does. You know, yeah. just crazy, ridiculous stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's it was well made. I didn't have the sort of, pardon me, Zack Snyder problems that uh, the Zack Snyder movies have mm-hmm. prominently. 
They didn't Fair make. Enough. They didn't have a Superman is now a giant, massive human thrashing killing machine destroying whole cities. He's meant to protect problems. I mean, they they took the characters they have, they sprinkled some movie dust on them, and they let them go and told a rad story, even taking obscure characters and shaking them up. And I can forgive that because it's not shit I ever heard of. So I'm not bothered. <laughs> it, uh, I don't give a shit about the fact that they've completely... I don't know if they've completely altered Polka Dot Man because I don't know shit about this character. <laughs> I mean, I, I had to look it up. Apparently it's a real, in the books, character, Polka Dot Man. Mm-hmm. But I had never fucking heard of Polka Dot Man before. <laughs> and not once. So if they completely change Polka Dot Man and uh, you know change his whole backstory, whatever, I don't, zero fucks because what <laughs> I got was entertaining and well, you know, there you go. It was fucking the funny. Who the fuck knows anything about the weasel? I don't give a shit. Cool. The weasel man lives. I love the fact, though, that I do believe the Weasel was a character in the game. Like, I love that I don't think any of these characters are brand new. I believe the oh. only one that I kind of question is the detachable kid. Because I'm like, okay, I don't know if that was. I think that one might be an original character. But I'm fairly certain all of these though. other characters are from the actual oh, comics. Wow. <laughs> I mean, Team Shark is a hell of a pull-off for a movie. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this is really remarkable to get into a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. They kind of greased the wheels on the Flash TV show with King Shark. So, um, like, that's not new. But, I, you know, I liked it. My, my only beef with the Suicide Squad is I, I don't like what they did with Amanda Waller. I think they, uh, they, they pushed her up a little bit. Cause, really? Uh... I don't think that you would have a scene where Amanda Waller is sitting, holding an ice pack to her head, looking out of her win- out of her office window at the employees that smacked her up the side of her head. <laughs> I don't think that would ever happen. If you recall from, you know, the first Suicide Squad movie, she murdered her whole team because they just happened to be in the wrong room. So I don't I don't think that like that, that bothered me when I saw that, which she was like and 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 and. And the Amanda Waller that I've always seen, so you're speaking of, you know, Justice League and all that stuff. I think they did a really good job of, like... With Amanda Waller. With Amanda Waller in that series. She never she never yelled. She was always cool, calm, always had a backup plan. She's never, like, picking up the mic, like, turn around, turn around right now! Like, no, nah, to be like, well, you just killed them all, and that's fine. It's on my fucking phone app. I don't need you bitches. It's, look, oop, there it goes ahead. See? Simple. Like, what they did to, uh... To Merle when he tried to run away from the beach at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, man. That was some cold calculated shit. As it should I, be. That's her job. That's what she's there for. Also, I love the fact that that whole opening scene was, this is just a distraction. I'm fully aware that you're all going to die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you sent the detachable kid. Like, I'm like, okay. And he's standing up and his fucking arms come off. And then he's just slap fighting the fucking. <laughs> I mean, what give the, the detachable kid a fucking gun or something. Like, like give some him a grenades knife. or I mean, a he knife. Could do something. I mean, shit. Some pepper spray then, at least. And then they shoot shit. his arms, and he's 
He's screaming on the ground because they're shooting the shit out of his floating arm. What did they? So, what did they? What did he think was going to happen? This ain't his so, first fucking that, rodeo. So that's, so that's how I actually took that scene, which is that's actually not a shitty power. You yeah, but this guy is such a loser that he never found a way to make this worthwhile. So when <laughs> his arms came off and he just started kind of hitting, I was like, "Oh, that's why you're here because you are a useless piece of shit." <laughs> Damn. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And I still don't know why Flag was there because Flag was still useful. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, and I don't understand. I mean, well, actually, I, was, I don't understand why she would put Quinn there. But I'm like, I'm fairly certain that Amanda Waller is actively trying to kill Harley Quinn yeah. every yeah. opportunity she gets. And yeah. So I didn't see that. So when the the reveal comes that there, this is this team is to be uh, sacrificed. Mm-hmm. Then I was scratching my head about why Harley Quinn and. Flag. Uh, flag are there like that all of a sudden it didn't click like all the other duds yeah okay i get that but uh those two are not incompetent yes i i, I felt harley like, quinn is pretty unreliable though i felt like <laughs> yeah she doesn't take harley orders quinn real good is there because i i, she, I actually don't think amanda waller likes her and flag was confusing to me at first but then i thought I think it would have been obvious if it was a dis- that it was a distraction if they didn't at least send Flag. And I don't mean story-wise. I mean, to the people they were sending, obviously nobody else here that's, that matters is here were clearly being sent to die. But that's, that's <laughs> the whole point of the squad is that you're being sent to die. Like that, that, wouldn't, that, would, even, that would just reinforce what they've already been told, which you know, is we're going to send you. You're probably going to die, and if you survive, hey, great, 10 years off your sentence. So You know, now I just realized they should have titled the movie Suicide Squads, plural, like Alien and Aliens, because they have two separate squads in this movie. Wouldn't and, that I'm, be a little I'm pretty nose, sure that they Brian? didn't want to do that because that would have given away the – I mean, it's 10 minutes into the movie, but that would have given that away. Like, one thing that I will give this movie – when compared to the first Suicide Squad was they didn't obviously, like, telegraph who they were going to kill. Like, in the original Suicide Squad, every member of the Suicide Squad got a backstory except for the guy who died five minutes into the mission. And I'm like, yeah, obviously he was going to die. You didn't give him a backstory. So (laughs) he was clearly going to (laughs) die. That's kind of like when a magician... A comedian comes up on stage and says, all right, I'm going to tell you some jokes now. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Which they I'm just actually don't do. glad they didn't name the movie Suicide Squads because yeah. I'm like, why, why give that away? <laughs> also, I, don't, I didn't take it as two separate squads. I took it all as one big squad. And one operation. Some group, yeah, yeah. Some group had a, had a different part of the mission. I mean, they... I don't think it's standard military practice to split squads up on and have them, you know, did you serve? I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that's where the term (laughs) flanking comes from. (laughs) Yeah, but you usually send that squad to go flank, and and at least they'd all be in the same battle. Whereas here, they're Uh, like they're they're coming in on two different sides of the island. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you can debunk that idea yourself with Wikipedia. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I'm fairly certain there are plenty of operations that had multiple fronts. I don't think that's yeah, unusual. Yeah, but, but they had multiple squads, too. <laughs> it's a semantic yeah. argument that he's making now. <laughs> it's a weird semantic argument. No, it's, it's not. A squad is like four or five people, not 27. That would be... I, I can't even Platoon like, or something. Well, yeah, exactly. So there, there's, well, there's a different level, like a regiment. There's a different name for larger groups of people. So one thing you have to remember is the official name of the group is not Suicide Squad. So they're not... This was a nickname given, so I don't think it's being beholden to actual, like, military, like, nomenclature. They call it derivatively Suicide Squad. The name of the group is Task Force X, not Suicide Squad. I just think they should have called it Suicide Squads because the difference between the first movie, Suicide Squad, and the second one, The Suicide Squad, is annoying. At least yeah. <laughs> give because everyone's shorthand is either to add a the to the to the first movie or to take one away. And well, you know, it's annoying. They could have done what the Ghostbusters the did. They made exactly. it the real Suicide Squad. <laughs> like the real what Ghostbusters. <laughs> that would have been fun. I would have gone for that. Especially since they fake you out with a fake squad at the front end. So that would have made it even more fun. So I'm yeah. glad they I mean, didn't considering do that they had the same actors. I'm glad they didn't do that because while I definitely believe this movie is leaps and bounds better than the first one, I don't hate the first one so much that I actively want the next movie to be shitting on it. Like, <laughs> like don't actively. Okay with like, that. If you want to just pretend like it didn't happen and just don't do anything that negates it, which is what they did. I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> you know, like Michael, I, I feel like we need to sit down and watch the first movie, and you can explain to me why everybody hates it. Because I don't hate it. I actually well, rather enjoy it. So Here's the thing. I, I, that's the thing. Everybody seems to hate this movie solely because I honestly think fans have kind of gotten to this point where they've they've openly been spoiled by the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and now, if a movie isn't the greatest superhero movie you've ever seen, it's clearly shit. It's, okay, that movie was okay, but since it wasn't the greatest movie I've ever suggesting seen, it's that this movie shit. is good because my standards are too high? Fuck you. <laughs> if, if your standards are... Uh, it has to be the greatest movie, uh, greatest comic movie I've ever seen. Yes, I do think your standards are too high if all movies that aren't this are terrible. Because I have, I can also go with the if the movie's not Blade Trinity, then I'm fucking ecstatic. <laughs> if the movie's not Ghost that's, Rider: Spirit of Vengeance, which I actually kind of like, like, your opinion, you know, <laughs> and that's what this whole fucking show is. No, I'm just saying, if it only happened once or twice, fine, but I feel like it's gotten to a point where if it's not the greatest movie ever, it's obviously crap, and I'm just personally tired of it. (laughs) I'm sorry, but that bucket doesn't hold water, man. You draw the line wherever you want. That's it, your well, preference is what I your didn't preference hate is. the first one either. And And I would just like to know where that line gets drawn on the first one that makes everyone shit on it, because I, I, I don't see it. Like, I've gone back and watched parts of it again. Um, I went back after I, we watched The Suicide Squad. I went back because mm. I'd made that, I mentioned that the 
Amanda Waller thing to my wife. And so I went back and I showed her, no, this is who she is, where she just murders all these people. And, you know, Deadshot's like, well, that's that's just a mean lady. Like, she doesn't take your shit. She doesn't give a fuck about you. <laughs> she, she has no consequences. She is blackmailing the president. She doesn't give a fuck. Like, whatever. I'll do what I want because it's for the greater good. And then that's all you need to leave me the fuck alone. So, you know. Her and Peacemaker are basically the same person, except it, Peacemaker doesn't have the clout that she does. <laughs> you, you know, for a for a silly like a for a silly goofy ass character, Peacemaker did say something deep, which uh, which I think does come up, which is saying you know maintaining the peace is more important than like you and your liberty or your life or whatever. And it's like, oh, okay, well I I get where you're coming from now. And you are kind of a crazy person, which he turned <laughs> right. out to be at the end. So, you know, but uh, yeah, right. it's well written. Well, I like it. What, well, I have an interjection know, to make. Peacemaker's amazing. You need to see, proje- you need to read Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir mm-hmm. because it's relevant to this moment and this conversation. Okay. And that's on it. my list. Read it. That's on mine, too. I, I It was actually on my list, too. So. When I found that you had actually read it, I was like, oh, I'll have to talk to him about that. But yeah. We can definitely talk about it. As long as you get to reading it before I forget all the relevant details, because <laughs> I got we'll book amnesia real bad. Six years from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, good, good luck with that. It's It's got a cue to fight through. But uh, yeah. Also, I wasn't expecting the uh, full frontal male nudity in uh, the Suicide Squad. So that caught yeah, me wow. off guard. Yeah, wow. That was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a thing in two other things. I always forget that, that it only happens the one time, yeah. right? Yeah, that was just like, like normally there's a there's like the movie sets that up somehow. You're like, oh, I should be expecting that. Like, no, just I, that, I think that, the point is the movie wants to keep surprising people. That's something yeah, Gun likes did. to do. <laughs> it, it did, and it was it was it was very it was very funny. Like, like can't kill everybody, and they're like, uh, why didn't my men tell me you were here? Uh, yeah, I, I love I, we didn't we didn't see anybody. I, I didn't see anybody. You see anybody? Yeah, like, that's just <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. Oh my god, that was amazing. Oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. Okay, now I will say this uh, about the Suicide Squad. I think that whole bit with the with the Harley Quinn and the and the president of the new mm-hmm. coot state. You could have got rid of that. You could have saved me twenty minutes. With all I that, that shit. I loved it. Yeah, it, I was bored. I'm like, oh god, all right. Mm. I, I think yeah. I loved it because it was um, it was an interesting story beat for that for that character. Um, it was her basically saying, "I've been down this road with the Joker, and I have learned to not deal this anymore." I uh, it's actually so. I, I, it's funny you should mention that because. I have come to, I've been going through like a really evaluating my reaction to Harley Quinn for over the last couple of years. And I've just come to terms with the fact that I didn't like her originally because she made me uncomfortable. It's basically not fun to watch an abused character continue to be abused. So I didn't like that aspect of the character. I am, however, now enjoying the way they're portraying the character a lot of the time now where 
it's this post abuse where they're showing her growing from that. And so I took that as another one of those moments where Harley Quinn spent a large portion of her life being abused and now she's refusing to put up with that shit. So I was like, I thought that was actually kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I like when she cheats the dude. I'm just saying that whole lead right. up to that. I don't, I don't need that little subplot. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that it had no business being in this movie. That That's part well, of the reason yeah. I enjoyed it. I think <laughs> I was, yeah. To be fair, I like the fact that it was another one of those, like we were just saying, twist that you don't see coming because they were definitely building that character up to be like the movie's main bad guy. And then Harley Quinn just shoots him like (laughs) right away. And that character dies immediately. And I was like, okay, genuinely did not see that. coming. (laughs) That was amazing. (laughs) I'm not saying that you don't kill that character. I'm just saying like I was going over, like there's, there's a different way to get, to get all these points in. Just to do it faster, because for so, a movie like this, like the length is getting a little long. Is all I'm saying. Right. So it, is this another one of those things that we've discussed in the past, where the presence of romance in the movie just bugs no, you? It's, it's, it's boring. Like if, like that, that part in the uh, when they're in the pub or the nightclub or whatever. Like mm-hmm. if you would drag that out to be 15 minutes long, I'd have been like, okay, I'm bored now. Let's let's move on. It's it's basically how I felt about that other sequence. I I, I, I am here to watch, you know, these these weirdos just kill a bunch of people and get killed. That's what I'm here for. I'm not here to talk these. All the rest of this is is annoying gravy, right? Like almost the part where old girl was talking about how her dad gave her the little rat controly thing. Like even that was getting a little bit too long. I was like, yeah, okay, use the use some fucking rats. Incidentally. Her rat friend was fucking awesome. (laughs) Why is that rat waving at me? I'm going to say he's friendly. (laughs) I I think Gunn has had most of his successes by giving people things that were not asked for. Uh, Or expected. That's no thanks. I don't need that. That's not the way. Nineteen seventies music in their space opera. Like uh, you know, you could go on and on. (laughs) Well, when you say herpes, do you mean like social media herpes? Because yeah, he he did kind (laughs) of. Um. (laughs) Wow. The rat's trying to wake him up because the shark's gonna eat her. (laughs) How heavy of a sleeper are you? I also love in that scene. Why didn't you tell me you don't like rats? I'm an assassin. I don't. I don't tell people my weaknesses. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh my god! The movie is full of those moments. Uh, I'll eat a whole beach of dicks if I have to for for America. And it's like I think that's just an excuse for you to do whatever you want. Because why would why would you eat a whole beach full of dicks? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Uh, new dumb friends. <laughs> new dumb friends. Actually, I think weirdly enough, and I think this I is laughed, a, a nice counterpoint yeah. to what Patrick was just saying. Weirdly enough, that scene with King Shark in the fish, I actually think that's my favorite scene in the movie. And it's God, it it's funny. so different than everything else in the movie. But it was this moment, it was this quiet moment in the movie where King Shark like finds the thing that he always wants only for it being this movie yeah, for it to right. have a dark outcome like five <laughs> minutes later. 
Right, but it only took him 30 seconds. They did all of that in 30 seconds. And it was just like, right. okay, he runs, he's happy. Like, oh, okay, good. I, I, I've got this. Like, if that had if that had run on for 10 more minutes, you would have been like, okay, I get it. But will these fish so, eat him already? Fuck. I, so that I'm character pretty sure is the great scene that you're talking about with Harley jokes. Quinn and the, the, her sex in them, I'm pretty sure that's a five-minute scene. <laughs> oh, really? Is it? I don't so, know. It, yeah, it, that's it, why felt like, it felt like 40 years. It was weird. It was, it was, <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I'm asking. Are you sure that this is just not your I hate romance stories? Why are you putting this in no, my No, <laughs> I felt it too. Like the whole creeping around the buildings and uh, they're, they're back and forth. And finally we get to her being all tied up like, it just didn't do it for me. It wasn't. It felt like it wasn't even part of the same movie. I, I think that was the point. But <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I don't disagree with you, but I I actually think to me that's what added to it. Like it was her was a a different part. Of, like she was clearly not expected to survive that first aspect of it. So this whole thing over here was it to me felt like it was intended to be like this this jutting outreach of the plot that was unexpected. Like I, uh, it's I, like, I, I took that as that's what it was <laughs> to some degree. It feels not, like the studio said, Harley Quinn is puts butts in seats. So make sure she has a big, uh, a significant arc. And gun was like, well, okay, I'm just going to put it in this little five minute montage thing or whatever. Well, and, not and, only uh, can I sense those puppet strings and I understand the motivation to do that. I still didn't like it. See, I thought it was an excellent example of making lemon out of lemonades. Yeah, that's how I don't, I lemonade out of lemons. I don't, I don't have a problem with Harley Quinn having a subplot. I just want it to be interesting. Like so, the things that she normally does are are generally interesting. Just her interacting with people and all that shit. It's fine. Just her. Is she? Kind of become, or maybe she is always the 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 DC version of Deadpool. film universe of Deadpool. Yeah, yes, yes. She's basically. Kinda, yep. I don't think that was always the intention, but that's what it's become, and that's why I would love personally either a comic book or a movie crossover. I'm fine with either one of Deadpool and Harley Quinn. I think that would actually be fucking Do amazing. They, is, it, is she like that? And is she kind of Deadpoolish in the comics as well? She, like I said, she wasn't always that, but that's yeah. what she kind of became. And I'm, okay. I'm good. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm pretty sure. Right. That, I mean, uh, I like her. I, I enjoy the more the Deadpool laws of the gets, internet, the more, or the more meta that she exists. gets. One thing I will say real quick about Harley Quinn is that scene where she like gets the key and like reaches up with her feet and unlocks. Turns out she actually did that. That was not like a thing. She Tom Cruise that shit. That was something yeah. she actually did. And I was like, oh, that's impressive. Yeah, I read that too. <laughs> wow. Okay. Then. Oh, holy shit. That's yeah. genuinely impressive. <laughs> All that when she's like holding herself up, like, well, there you go. You have outclassed me in physical capability. Good, good on you, because uh, that was impressive. That looked real nice. So uh, yeah. I, was, I was genuinely impressed when I was like, oh, holy shit. All right. Yeah. Go you. Because if I was going to die, I probably still couldn't do that. Do this or I will shoot you in the face. Okay, well, let's just skip the preamble. Just shoot me in the face, because it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, 
What? Okay, so in the movies, though, Harley Quinn is not. She doesn't break the fourth wall. So that's that's a separate. Yes, she does. When? Like, she literally says, oh, you were trying to rescue me? I can go back in and you can recapture me. No, but she me. was talking to someone. That's not breaking yeah, the yeah, fourth wall. Yeah, but she's clearly referencing the fact that she is in a story where there are certain tropes that need to be played out. She's, but I don't, I don't I, think I, that's I feel what like she's you're doing. We're like that, talking. I was going to say, Deadpool is actually speaking to the audience and uh, this acknowledging is the that he's speaking to the audience. <laughs> this is it's the discussion I got into somebody with somebody else where Deadpool knows he's in a film, but Harley Quinn thinks she's in a, in a film, which no. is an f- awfully fine line to parse as far but as I can I'm tell. But, is, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is I'm not saying that's what she's doing. She yeah. isn't. She's not saying this as if she knows she's in a film. That's she's also, actively talking to the person that yeah. was actively actively talks to the audience in uh, uh, Birds of Prey. So... So when when a character narrates a movie like a film noir movie, do you think that's talking to the audience, or do you think that's just narrating the story? I I mean I I assume so, but the she's aware that there's a movie that's going on, and she's getting things out of order, and she has to apologize and rewind things. And whereas in the film noir, it feels more like you're sitting in a bar and the guy's telling it to you over the table. So uh, the reason why that's what I thought Birds of Prey was. So the reason why I'm asking is because by that logic, Iron Man, Tony Stark, also knows that he's in the movie because he narrated Iron Man 3. I, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I can't really remember. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, there are different levels of meta, but I, I feel like she's definitely edging towards the most Deadpool thing that I've seen out there in a superhero movie that isn't Deadpool. <laughs> so I would say she's similar to Deadpool, but the, the aspect of she knows she's in a story, I don't think she has that part. Whereas Deadpool straight up knows that he's in a story and is actively playing with that I mean, concept. if you're saying Deadpool's a 10 and she's a 7, sure, but <laughs> on the meta scale. and I, and I, uh, I think there's a threshold that she hasn't broken yet. That's See, what I'm saying. There's, I don't think she's meta. I just think she's silly and that kind crazy. of... Yeah, she's crazy to a point, but I don't think she's at the point where she actively is like... Like, if we're talking about that particular aspect, I think she's a zero. I don't think she's a seven. I don't think she's meta at all. I just think she's crazy to the point where... Well, I don't know if you can be narrating to the audience without things being a little meta. So <laughs> I just don't see how no, you can I score think that's a zero. storytelling trope. Like, that's basically her Yeah, but it's a meta a storytelling trope. Ah, it's a meta storytelling trope. I, 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 Unless they set it. it up with a, a framing device, like, oh, he's telling all this to his friends, and then they, you know... I've, like I've, the, seen, too many, I've seen too many movies like film noir movies where the detective is narrating where that is clearly not the case yeah. that I, I don't, I, I can't, I can't apply that to this character like guys- just because she narrated the movie. I don't think Jack, um, Jack Nicholson's character in Chinatown is aware of he's in the story, despite the fact that he's clearly narrating the entire movie. <laughs> like Guy Pierce in Memento. I mean, he's, Basically, like you hear his voice, his entire the entire movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I would still qualify all of those as examples of being a bit meta. 
if you're ne- if you're talking to the audience. Okay, I think your I think your threshold for yeah. meta is too low. Yeah, so that's what I was that's gonna say. Fine. I think your threshold for meta is just different than mine. <laughs> I mean, no, 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 you're no, literally tell him it's wrong. It's fine. You're telling he's wrong when he's wrong. You're literally breaking the fourth wall whenever you address the audience. That's literally what it means: is ignoring the wall, the invisible wall that is what supposed to be Star between, scroll, be between the audience <laughs> and the people on the stage. So. What about the Star Wars crawl? Yeah, no, that that's a little meta. What about the intro Nobody to ever Star references Wars it in the film. So you could argue it's all it's really not any more meta than the credits or the title, but yes. I mean they, they're definitely the, uh... jumping out of reality and saying, Look, it's a Flash Gordon serial. So Does that apply to the Star Trek intro? The yeah. original series? Yeah. Or next generation. Gilligan's Island. They tried to retcon the it with Enterprise, saying that's the Starfleet Charter. No, it is it. it just uh, was it JJ Trek said it was the Starfleet Charter, I think, or was it Enterprise? The Gilligan's Island. I, I actually don't because they actually have an explanation of it, and they have a log that they're keeping, and that's what that is. Like it's not them talking to the audience; they're keeping a log. For yeah. Starfleet, so that's yeah. Not well, I'd say most all. of them are. Yeah, they they generally <laughs> have the log framing device that this is presumably some admiral is listening to this, or Kirk is later re you know replaying his uh, uh, these these personal all that's log entries. There to- is someone is speaking without being shown on screen. He's probably in his office. Yeah, I mean, making it, it, his it, it, log. It, and I, I don't know if I would call it meta there. just because the camera cuts to show a reaction shot while somebody's talking. But um, I mean, well, I, this you, is you, the you line you're drawing. Know. I'm just so trying to uncover it. He, he's like, it, that's still in the realm of possibility. Like, I'm not sure, which just says to me that 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 level of meta is is different than mine. So, OK, that's fine. That's, you know, I, 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 I think that. I was just going to say one last thing. I think Brian loves meta so much that he actively seeks it out in every opportunity that he can find. So I think you might be overly seeking nah. meta material. Look, my my headcanon is great at finding the meta. It's just everywhere. You you guys don't get it. Here, put on this tinfoil hat and then you can see the meta like I see it. I mean, it's it's certainly a aspect of storytelling that I pay attention to and I, I notice when it happens. Uh, even when it happens in very minor ways. Um, but then I, I'm also like, you know, they're... they're all, all stories have a sort of fundamental implication that there oh, uh, there's a god out there because they are all crafted works and if you look at them really hard you can tell that they are crafted but i don't think that's necessarily a message the author is trying to stick in there so, so i would like to make a just a sidebar recommendation for you and and i know you've already read some of grant morrison cuz you've read all star superman you should read more because <laughs> he spends a lot of his comics literally analyzing this very concept that we're talking about right now. Like specifically you should read animal man at what, at which point at some point in the story, the main character meets the writer, which is him telling him why he's putting him through the hell that he's going through. Like he is the whole story is about what you're talking about right now, which is some literary god is telling him i'm fucking up your life because people find it entertaining well you know what brian if that's also uh john burns she hulk uh she was very very breaking the fourth wall 
Um, oh, so you're telling me I should be more excited about this Marvel She-Hulk than I have been? Actually, probably, yeah, because I'm fairly certain they're going to do it because they keep selling it as a comedy. So I'm fairly okay. certain they're going to be doing her breaking <laughs> the fourth wall. All right. I, I'm interested to see how uh, Tatiana Maslany does that because um, she is a very small woman and She-Hulk is like seven feet tall. So. <laughs> yes. I'm happy to see they're getting uh, Tim Roth back. That'll be cool. Yeah. But I still dispute that we all know way too much about upcoming shit. Because I shouldn't know that Tim Roth is going to be in it. <laughs> I, oh, I didn't know until you said it. Because I don't go seeking that shit out. You I'm just... brought it. You did it. Yeah. You had to go find that. Yeah. And speaking of things you should go find, we have a website. It's scifishow.net. And while there, you will find a catalog of our previous shows, a visual reference for this show, and links to subscribe on all of the things. Until next time, I'm Steve. This is Michael. This is Patrick. This is Brian. And I'm a fictional character. There was so much material that was specifically about Brian. I was surprised he didn't have a ready-made thing. <laughs>